And welcome to episode five of the Padraplegics podcast. Today we have some fantastic stuff. We have a guest in studio, Miss Brittany Johnson, who was Miss Congeniality. 2020. 2020. Hey. 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 <laughs> I like it. I like it. We got a guest in the studio. We got Nina still in the studio. Mr. Eric Kenning in the studio. Myself, Mr. SDH, Sean Dallas Hall. Donnie's out of his element today. <laughs> he doesn't Again. know what we're talking about. He stayed home just because he didn't want to hear me tell him he was out of his element 50 times. <laughs> but today we get, we have some very important things we're talking about today. Um, we're going to be doing some opiate stuff. Uh, that's what, wait, wait, that's what me and we're Brittany doing opiate here. stuff? Yeah. You, oh. don't, you don't see that on the table? Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. I thought all that was the, sugar. All the listeners can't see that. Okay, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about opiate, the opiate crisis, opiate addiction. How has it affected myself and Miss Johnson? We're both uh, recovering addicts. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations, we're both recovering addicts. So we're both, uh, we're, we're going to give you a little bit of our story. Um, but before we get into any of that, you know i got to deal with this stupid piece of paper here. It's called housekeeping items. <sighs> All right. Padraplegics podcast is sponsored by Arizona Spinal Association Injury Cord of Disabilities of Individuals. People who have many. Oh, that's not it? No. Oh. No. What is it? My my paper's wrong. You wrote it wrong. Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. Oh, that's right. Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association is our sponsor. That is azspinal.com. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can reach Eric Kenning at any time, anywhere, at 602-507-4209. Call him with any concerns you have. Any issues you have with me, call Eric. <laughs> <laughs> any issues you have with anything else, call Eric. Please, that's 602-507-4209. This podcast can be found on YouTube, AZ Spinal, or excuse me, azspinal.org, <laughs> forward slash podcast. Also on Facebook, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Friends Group. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. Um, also, Google Music. We just, also, we just got that. Google Music. And and we're trying to get on iHeartRadio. And we will soon be on iHeartRadio if Eric has anything to do with it. That's right. And I do. Make it happen. I'm going to make, gonna it, make happen. it happen. And I, I tell you, we appreciate you listening. If you could do us one favor, that's just hit like, hit subscribe, leave a comment. We would love to answer any questions that you have. You know, Don, Eric, and myself. Don's out. He, Donnie's out of his element today. But otherwise, Don, Eric, and myself have 100-plus years of living with a disability. That's a lot. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of useful information, a lot of mm-hmm. tricks of the trade that we learn throughout throughout the way. So um, Brittany, any questions how many, you have? How many years for you? Ten. Ten years. Okay. So ten we got, years for Brittany. Yeah. So we got ten there. Okay. So any questions you have, we probably have been through it. 
or know somebody who has, and we can try to put you in the sand in the right place. Or we're gonna go through it tomorrow, so you know. Yeah, or we'll figure it out. If if we if we can't yeah. answer it, we'll we'll find somebody who can, right? Yeah. If you listen to the last episode, you you may notice a trend here. We're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely. Speak for yourself, yeah, barely. <laughs> but uh, also, I need to tell you as a disclaimer, we are not, I repeat, we are not medical professionals. So if you are having a medical issue, please contact your doctor or call 911. Now, have you ever played one on TV? Twice. Okay, so you've actually been a medical professional on TV as an actor. No, I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> act. I don't act. Oh, well, okay, forget it then. Yeah, you bone that one, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I gotta do it. <laughs> so, like I said, we are not medical professionals. I am not house. If you're having medical issues, please contact your doctor or call 911. Also, forewarning. Oh, no. This episode could get very in-depth for multiple reasons we are talking about opiates we are talking about drug abuse we are talking about addiction i also have a very big problem with my mature language okay so if you're not up for that then please skip to the next one or listen to uh, number four again you know yeah number four is pretty good i I don't think we yeah i think we only had like one Maybe yeah. I, who knows? I, sc- I think that I was at the end too. I think you just put it in there just for. I had to put one in there, you know. <laughs> I can't. I can't let my listeners down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's going to be mature language and content uh, on this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, also, please don't sue us. No suing. Uh, if you're going to sue anybody, again, you can contact Eric Kenning. Really. Six zero two five zero seven four two zero nine. At azspinal.org, he'll answer your questions, and you can sue him. Oh, my goodness. And from here on out, the show will start with Mr. Eric Kenning and News. All right. Well. You don't got a news button? No, I'm getting it. Sorry. Oh, look. Oh, it's slipping. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. That was a sample of that. Yep. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, I do have some news. Um, believe it or not, a couple different things. Um, the feds weigh in on special ed Medicaid concerns over coronavirus. As coronavirus spreads across the U.S., federal officials are clarifying how schools and state Medicaid agencies should address the needs of those with disabilities. Um, so after reading that article, what I found out is if the school's going to provide education to students online they need to also offer that to people of special ed in special ed so basically if regular ed is getting it special ed needs to get it too so it's it's one of those but it's a concern because there's no actual law that states they have to do it but ideally if they do it they have to you know do it for special ed it's fair to me Right? You would think. It's just common sense. It makes sense. I come back to the same. Why exclude them? Right. I come back to the same thing. It's 2020. Why are we not on the same equal playing field Mm -hmm. as everybody else? Now, my my wife, she is a special ed teacher. And some of the concerns she she told me. 
I know, right? She's. I married a saint. I really did. Don't tell her. I, I don't said know how that. you. Uh, she. What? What happened? How did she? You. What happened? I mean, you. What, you, you it was. It was my my arms. Really. Was, I think. She, I think she fell in love with the arms. Is she wants craft? to keep one when I if I die before she wants to actually have my arms stuffed was like it a, a pillow. Role, role play situation there. A little, little like you're the wizard. I'm the fairy type of thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nerd alert, nerd alert, <laughs> nerd alert, nerd alert. I'm just teasing you. You know I'm always teasing you. So, no, but she, one of her concerns is uh, some parents don't even have, you know, computers for their children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're dealing with people who have, uh, kids who have autism, which her class is all autism, you know, um, how are you going to keep their attention? How are you going to help them to regulate over the Internet? That's going to be a real difficult issue. And uh, so I don't know. There's a lot of concerns around that. And then yeah. the parents will have to find the time to even homeschool them to do that. Yep. And they got to work. That's and very time consuming. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's we're in a difficult situation all around. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's whether you have someone who has a special ed, you know, special needs or not. Mm-hmm. We're in a difficult situation all around because just ordinary, you know, kids are having to deal with the same stuff. Yeah, and they just called the state of emergency here in in, in Phoenix. Shutting everything, everything closes, down. Everything closes today at 8 p.m. We're all going <laughs> to eat canned beans, my friend. Canned <laughs> beans. Ramen noodles <laughs> it is. Oh, it's going to be Soak fun. Soak it up. Yep. Except for we're not going to be using toilet paper because somebody took it all. <laughs> you I don't know, know what you guys are going to be eating, but I have filet mignon oh, in my freezer. Hey, now. <laughs> I think I know where I'm, I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Brittany's house. Yep, Dude, I think Brittany. Steaks. I think we're gonna have a party at her place. Us and the dog. <laughs> Dang! Yeah, it, they caught the guy. Did you see that guy that had yeah. seventeen thousand oh, yeah. seven hundred. He bought seventeen thousand seven hundred some mm-hmm. uh, hand sanitizer things. Are you serious? And he was trying to sell them on Amazon, like you know, quadruple the price. They mm-hmm. shut him down. Forty fifty dollars. Made him donate it. That's awesome. Sweet he, burn. He, he deserves it. It doesn't matter. He had probably already made about eighty to a hundred thousand dollars before they even caught up to him. Uh. Well, well, and you know the thing is that's illegal. Price gouging is illegal. If you report him, I mean that's a ten thousand dollar fine. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's all kinds of crazy. But nobody reported him. It took a minute for the attorney fine. general to catch up to him. So. Yep. But I mean, they sad. deserve it. I mean, those people that do that, they make other people's life miserable. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me move on. Uh, so police officers, um, police are offering stickers for homes to alert first responders about disabilities. So the stickers can be placed on the outside of a home or vehicle to identify that an occupant has autism or other special needs and help avert misunderstandings in the event of an emergency. So this happens a lot with deaf, with, with the deaf community. Yeah. yeah. But it's a two edged, it's, it's a two sided coin on there. Do you want everyone who passes by your house to know that? Right. You're deaf, you know, because right. they could take advantage of that, Absolutely. you know. So it's it's a two edged coin on that one. I was thinking if they, when they came through a door, there's a sign uh, two two sided coin. <laughs> Sorry. It, yeah. No, it could have two edges. Who knows? It could be square coin. I don't know. Square coins. You never know. I like this. I like where we're going. <laughs> Let's redo the whole coin system right now, man. We'll we're gonna redo we're gonna this. Change it up. We need square coins. Yeah. Why why did they go with the circle in the first place? Yeah, I know, right? Right. Probably easier to do. I don't know. Do it to do what with? Psst. Yeah, I don't know. They it was something a, about the weight. 
Well, it's oh, always yeah. the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not anymore. You know, they don't use they don't use weight. They don't they don't they don't base it on the weight anymore. It used right. to be beta, based on the weight of whatever the metal was. Mm-hmm. That's how much. So it now, was if worth, I make right? a tinfoil dime, I'm good to go. I know people who have figured out ways to use vending machines with <laughs> really <laughs> homemade <laughs> items. Slug slugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's back from my day, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You just have the right Ingenuity, size. Ingenuity, man. Right. Friend. You just gotta have the same width uh, and the same so yeah. I'm all for it. Progress. <laughs> this is progress we're talking <laughs> about. <here. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish what you're no, saying. No, you know, I, um, they're doing this in Minnesota. One of the things that's good is, again, you're right, miscommunication. Because if someone has autism, they could be shown as aggressive mm-hmm. or suspect, like they're suspect of doing something. So when emergency response teams come there and they don't know this, automatically it can turn into a, it can escalate to a situation and so it can be a real big deal, and and deaf, of course, you know, if they if they don't know sign language, it could be very hard to, you know, if the lady's trying to say, my mother had a heart attack or something, then, you know, how's that, you know, if there's no one there that understands, what are they going to do, unless she writes it out, right? So yeah, so that's it's good. So okay, I um, think that's an overall positive thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think some of the changes that are going to come about. Are, are coming about are not bad. Um, at least there's attempts being made to make it better. You know, sure. they see where things are failing and they're trying to, they're trying to well, work with it. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the Go next ahead. thing is the coronavirus brings added worries for people with disabilities. So this, uh, you know, as everything is shutting down, you know, people with disabilities that need caregivers, that need you know, that need added support from added services. I mean, what does that look like? You know, because the governor is shutting down everything, you know, we got restaurants shutting down, we got businesses shutting down. I mean, you know, I can't even look at you across the table and, you know, that's, that's going to be bad too. I mean, serious, it's getting really, really crazy out there. And, uh, so the discussion around that is the article discusses, you know, what's going to happen, you know, um, because there's, they're doing some pretty hard line here, you know, like you can't go do this. The government says this and, you know, there's these situations that are needed regardless, you know, nurses at this point are saints. I mean, good Lord, they're in the hospitals, they're working. The potential for them to catch this is ridiculous. No matter how much you sanitize person just needs a cough in the direction right but the nurses they still get up there and they still do it and same with caregivers you know they're still they still understand that there's a need because without that caregiver that person's probably gonna really suffer so for me this is this is a uh, issue that i've been worried about and or tackling for the last i don't know probably 14 10 to 14 days um for me i have nurses that work for me but they also work in hospitals all right so i'm a very susceptible person to this disease or this this virus yeah right and and they're working in a hospital so they are coming in contact with it and then they come to my home Mm -hmm. so how do you protect yourself with that barrier there right right so it's a very difficult thing 
to try to walk that tight line of like, okay, well, I need I need a nurse, right? I can't hire new nurses and say, oh, sorry, you have to you, you can't work until this thing's over because you work at a hospital because any nurse you're gonna hire pretty much works at a hospital, right? right? I mean, so it's it's a very it's a very worrisome thing for me. I, I I've been in isolation now for at least I mean seven to eight maybe almost going on nine days now. Yeah, that's a long um, time too. Yeah, oh, you're telling you're telling this guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm and you, and you're you're a guy who gets out all the time. I can't, yeah, I can't stand it. I'm going nuts. You got to get into Skyrim, man. Oh, I'm you going nuts. Get, Fortnite, Fortnite. I've been I've been playing four hours of Fortnite a day, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to load up Fortnite into my computer this weekend. Let's I game like it on. It. I like it. I like where that's headed. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find your gaming tag. We're gonna do it. But it, it it's it's a very um, it's it's a it's a very real thing yeah. for for somebody who has nurses and caregivers, right? I mean, anybody who is in a hospital setting. They're susceptible to to being around it, whether they know they're around it or not, whether they wash their hands or not, right? Whether they wear face masks or not, right? We don't know all about this virus. We don't know everything about this virus. By the way, I heard the face masks are only good for like 30 minutes. Nina, let's ask Nina. Nina, I mean, is that true? The face masks only really cover like 30 minutes worth of like protection from exposure? I feel like there's been a lot of... You know, unanswered questions, a lot of, well, which face masks do you really use? Because now they're having us use the um, N95 respirators, which you use for TB. And so those are, like, a lot thicker. Um, I actually haven't had to take care of a COVID patient yet. I know that we have them in the hospital right now, so I've seen them around. They have the rooms set up. They're isolation rooms, negative pressure rooms, so they're treating it almost like TB. Um, wow. But the regular little mask, I honestly don't know how effective that they are um, it, you, at all. You know, and I mean, I I got to tell you, I mean, I've been looking and there seems to be like conflicting information, lack of true information about what this thing actually does. I hear it doesn't help you from contracting it. I hear that they hel- it only helps for somebody who has it to limit the spread. Wow, so we're just trying to stop. So I've been I've I've been trying to get uh, uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going a little overboard here, but I've been trying to get like actual full face gas masks. <laughs> I've been looking <laughs> like, everywhere to order like, these, like full face. I mean, like straight military full face, two two filters on each side. <laughs> Tinted I'm eyes. Sorry, I'm laughing. Tinted eyes. Hazmat suit. <laughs> Straight like we're going into war. I'm wearing a gas mask type of thing. Wow. I've been looking for them, and and you can't get them. I, I think the earliest shipping I found on any mask, and that even goes to um, some of the stuff that you were talking about, the 95 ones. The 95 ones are like the the lowest grade ones that you can get to help you with aren't, this virus. Aren't those with, like, hazard cleanup stuff? Yeah, or mm. you could spray paint with them. It's for people who yeah, like yeah, spray paint, people who do industrial Like paint, at Home Depot, you could get those. You go, good luck. Man, good luck. the world Nowhere. is turned on its head, Good man. luck, man. I'm serious. So the earliest shipping date that I found was April 22nd. Wow. No kidding. Are you willing to stay in your apartment that long? I don't live in an apartment, number one. Oh, in a house, wherever. Thank you. Thank you. Homeowner, by the way. Ooh, ooh. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm gonna have to. 
I, I don't have any. I don't. I, look, I, I even got so much BS and so much flack about even coming down here to do this. Really? Yeah, because I mean, you know, people around me, family, friends, they're, they're yeah. worried. They they don't want you to go places because they know that all it takes is to be in contact with one person. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you could catch pneumonia. Next thing you know, you're out. You're gone. Well, you know, the way I look at it too is, you know. I, I I came to this a long time ago. Either I get to live my life or I'm not gonna live my Thank life. You. Mm-hmm. you know? And Sean, Preach. I gotta support I gotta support you on this, man. Preach. I'm sorry. Because you know, I've been through some hellish situations. I've been through some really difficult situations and you know what? There's someone that wants me alive. That's all there's to it. I mean, there's something about what's going on in my life that I'm here to do. And it just seems like Hey, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and stop. And the thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be scared. You know, I need to go out and live my life. And for whatever this is, because this meaning that I get out of doing this means more to me than catching the virus. Yeah. I I, I mean, that's you. just my, my perspective. I, I, I'm with you. I think that uh, for me, um, I want to be as safe as I can with this at all times yeah, just in case i'm washing my hands but I'm all the time also not going to avoid living my life for two three four five who knows how many months right I mean, oh you yeah don't know. yeah we this don't is know. nobody even knows how long it's gonna be so i'm not gonna avoid living my life at this at this period of time you're not gonna see me out at, at the clubs Mm-hmm. Well, they're not even open, so you know they were up until today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're not. All my every one of my friends hit me up all weekend long. Hey, we got the we got the weekend off. It's party time. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are out of your mind. You know, businesses they're going to only last a month. They're going to be like, we can't do this anymore. We're going right. to go under. We got to have business. Right. We got to open up again. And what do you do? And, and what's the government do about that? Facebook yeah. just did like a hundred million or a hundred billion dollar grants that they're giving out to small businesses. Really? So basically, businesses will, could get a grant about three thousand dollars. See, and you know try what? Try to help them out. Yeah, if they if if it gets to the point though, I mean, three thousand dollars wouldn't wouldn't last. Yeah, right. I mean, that's right. that's a day that's a day's worth of gross <laughs> income, you know, for some businesses. Right. And, you know, the, the the truth of it is they'll probably have to get the military involved to stop businesses from going back into going back and functioning. You know, I mean, it's just it's going to get to that point mm. unless they own the building, unless, you know, they're secure enough that they can allow their profit margin to disappear for that month. I mean, there's no such thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. There's no such thing unless you're. I mean, very little. Unless it's family owned, like in New York, where you, you know, you've had family owning this for six years. The rent is so ridiculous on all these places. Well, they would have to own their own building. Yeah. Everything is just, I mean, you can't afford to not be open. That's why you think Mm -hmm. they're open every day. Why do you think they have happy hours every day, right? I mean, mean, it's too few people trying to help. I think I read somewhere in New York, one. One landlord said um, he wasn't going to charge his tenants rent for April. Bless his heart. So, you know, they're trying to lower mortgage rates and interest rates and all that stuff, They dropped those down to zero, by the way. Yeah, the interest. So if if anybody's 
looking to buy a home, now's the time to do it. That's what I was that. telling right everybody. Now. Zero. You can get do it, it right zero. now. I'm thinking about buying another one and renting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you got zero on Will it. Will they keep it at zero, in. though? They're signed in at zero. Yep. They're going to sign at you zero. You have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, no. I'm sure that they have in there, written in there, that it'll go up with, you know, with the times and make it even to whatever the Fed says it is yeah. supposed to be. But that zero but percent the Fed is major. The, the Fed can't go from zero to five, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't. They can't do That's that. That's too big. Right? Yeah, they got to yeah. go from zero, and then they got to point to, to one. five point five, and then to one, and then to one point. Yeah. And even then, you're still winning, right? You're always winning. Yeah, that's that true. Point. You at least the get the same a ha- thing with the market. A lot of people talking about the market. A lot of people upset about how the market dropped. This and this. Believe me, I lost a boatload of money. You know what? Mm-hmm. I invested. I had money saved. But I invested. Now you buy. Yeah, I I bought. Right. I I found I found a good stock, and I'm just like. Here, let's I do this. I bought two. I bought uh I bought on Monday. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday yeah. I or no, Friday. Friday. This, this is the most predictable stock market c- crash that one could ever have. Sure. You know, and as long as as long as this you know, this is going to recuperate and it's going to come back. I yeah, mean, he put money, he put money into the stock market. Trump did. He said he put like a trillion dollars of reserved money into the stock market. Yeah, yeah. They, they they released a trillion to be able to uh, fund some of the federal programs that they do. So they they printed they printed a trillion. Mm. You know, oh they, wow! Yeah, so the, they well, printed they, a trillion dollars. They allocated it. Okay. They allocated it, so which means that yeah. But if they printed money, then they our dollar devalues, doesn't it? Right. So they mm-hmm. allocate it. So what they do is they they release it over time. So that way, okay. when you see, you don't really see the difference too much. But the problem is, we're not going to see much of a difference anyways because we're not on the gold standard anymore. So we're right. on separate. We're on a separate standard. So the standard really has to do with the world markets, and mm-hmm. all the world's markets are are down anyways. Mm-hmm. So the pound is down. The ster- oh, you know, yeah. sterling is down, or any of, any of that stuff is, is all. They're all down. So it can't if we go down or we go you know it's the same thing it, it all equals out to be the same the same thing hmm. and, and that's coming from a layman that again we are not only are we not medical professionals we are also not stockbrokers <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to say i'm pretty much not professional in general <laughs> um i do have some i do have some professional aspect to me but <clears throat> it's hidden Mm-hmm. Well, I'm about to bring it out, actually. So I am actually a social worker working with the Spinal Cord Injury Association, and I'm a project coordinator for an opioid awareness project. You like that transition? Definitely. <laughs> so um, one thing I'd like to do is why don't we why don't we start getting into this a little bit? All right. Um, so we heard your origin story. Um, Sean, last yeah, a you couple, go with me couple first? episodes. Okay. Well, actually, I, yeah, let's, let's go, go with Brittany. Brittany yeah. Let's start out. You know, you're the guest here. I'd love to hear your origin story. Bef- and then, um, if you could let us know, yeah, let's just start with your origin story. Let's go there. Cool. Um, I used to live in Atlanta, and I found myself at the wrong place at the wrong time one night, and me and my friends got robbed at gunpoint. And so um, I was shot with a 45 through the car, um, straight in through my right side. Both of my kidneys lacerated my liver and came out on my left side. So, oh, my goodness. Um, 
You're lucky to be alive. I'm very lucky to be alive. The car was riddled with bullets, and um, there was nowhere for me to duck, so I just I just took the bullet, basically. Was Now, was this in uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Georgia? Was this by the big chicken? I heard there's a big chicken there, like uh, by Marietta. Mm, nope. Nope, okay. No, I was in a probably a really rough, it's called The Seasons. I was in a really How rough. How far from the buckhead? Very far. Oh, I like the Buckhead. I love Buckhead. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't in a good neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Buckhead is nice. Yeah. But yeah, um, we got robbed and um, it was four of us in the car. Three of us got shot. I, I was only on, the only one to become paralyzed. And um, luckily, my friend's boyfriend had a gun and pulled it out and shot back. And the robber took four shots to the chest and, and just collapsed and died. So... Wow. Yeah, we would have. Uh, we definitely would have died if if he wouldn't have pulled out that pistol. So. Yeah. That's and it's intense. been it's been ten years in the making. So I'm I'm guessing that you are pro gun laws. Yes. Even after being shot. Yes, I go shooting. I go shooting I with it. the next step peer yeah. mentoring and more. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go shooting once a month. So. I I love shooting. Yeah. So you, you you feel like every American should have a, have the right to carry a gun? Um, other, I mean, obviously, other than felons and, and things of the sort. Yeah, and then the one that Trump just re-signed, <laughs> <laughs> saying oh. that um, certain stocks. certain disabled people can now, or people with developmental disabilities can purchase guns. Um, Obama had mm. signed it to where they couldn't. And then Trump just signed it now to where they can. That is interesting. That's. I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole here. We, but we I don't really know could. If, I yeah, don't no. Know <laughs> let's, let's, Sorry, I brought it up in the first yeah, place. Yeah, no, no. I, let's. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was relevant. I, th- I think it's. I thought oh, it was a relevant. It, question. It's a whole other podcast. It's a relevant mm-hmm. question, yeah. though. I, I, we'll have to have you on again, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At at that moment, right? I mean. What were you What were you feeling? I mean, can you can you give us some of like maybe your thoughts and your feelings um, of, of, of what you're? Yeah, well, what do you remember? Well, I felt like he was gonna rob us, um, because he was just acting very suspect. And then um, when he started to shoot into the car, um, at the time I had a seven month old daughter, so that was pretty much all that I could think about. And then when I got shot and I guess I started to faint, and I don't know. I guess my friends sped off and must have went to their friends, their their parents' house because by the time we got there, I just remember her, her family slapping me to like wake me up. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to fall asleep. Yeah, because yeah. I I thought I was hit twice because it went in and came out. Sure. So um, I don't really remember experiencing much you're pain. Lucky that, you're lucky that it was an exit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes a big difference, too. I'm I mean, lucky my spinal fine. cord is intact, too. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I'm, are you, so you're an incomplete. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same here. Incomplete, yeah. Yep. yep. Wow. Wow, intense. yeah. That is that's very intense. Yeah, I was 20, 10 years ago, Look. so, man. Blessed. You're blessed. Yep. Yeah. Right? We're all blessed. We're yeah, all we blessed are. in this room, right? Yeah, yeah we are. And, and a lot of people will look at us and say how can they say how can you say you're blessed yeah i know how how are you even doing this every day i live a very happy life me too (laughs) yeah me too i mean this uh, you know there's no illusions the struggle is real oh yeah Uh, 
you know. Oh yeah. You know that you know the the funny thing about that is you don't hear people you don't hear people in our situation complaining. Nope, nope. No, you I'm don't. just happy to be here. And so I've know? been told this. Mm-hmm. I've been told this by people who um you know, who are in government and who do stuff like uh you know, for the disabilities and stuff like that that the problem is we don't complain enough. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to turn that around. I don't. I'm not a complainer. You're right. Like, yeah. you're, nobody's gonna hear my my issues and my worries, mm-hmm. right? I mean, other than my therapist. Yeah. Right. And she gets paid to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, believe me, she wouldn't do it otherwise. <laughs> but no. Yeah. But it, and it's true because y- you know it builds character, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you don't understand. You, you know, a lot of people want to skip through all the hard shit in life mm-hmm. and just be happy and be successful yeah. but the yeah. hard shit is what makes is yeah. what makes is what builds the character mm-hmm. right it's, it's what it's what builds us into who we are as people and what builds us into the fact that we can sit here right now and and talk on microphones and bear our stories and tell our stories and every day wake up even if it's to some people would be the worst day of their life mm-hmm for us, hey, it's just another day, man. Right, and you know th- what you what you were addressing is more of a dualistic situation. You know, you gotta have you gotta have the miserable stuff in order to understand what's good. Oh yeah, you know f- f- what makes you happy. Oh Sometimes yeah. Sometimes you gotta understand the dynamics of that. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, as kids, we're probably taught that, but until you go through the experience, then it really sinks in. I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. To quote the the great philosopher Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> sunshine wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for rain. Mm-hmm. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure he he didn't come up with that on his own, but it was one of his songs. So I'm not quite right. Sure. No, that's good. It's, it's a, a good, good line. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good line. line. And he finishes with "Death's got to be easy because life is hard. It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred." Yep. I mean that's some good Somebody stuff. Somebody likes right? rap. Yeah, we need a <laughs> hey, yo. we need a sample that. Sample that, right? <laughs> but no, it's the truth. It, it really is the truth, you know. And I think that's what what puts what sets us apart, and also sets us behind in some ways too. You know, what I mean, because if we were to complain like some of the other groups of special interests, right? I mean, there's a lot of special interest groups yeah. out there, and oh, a lot yeah. of special special interest groups spend tons of money. They s- they're they're vocal about what they want. They got lobbyists. And they get what yep. they need. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. You know, it's been a while since as an as a group we've organized. You know, the ADA was the one big organization organizational effort that was made. You know, and yes, we do have like Ability Three Hundred and Sixty Centers and stuff like that, which are advocating agencies, but. Not everyone, not everyone knows this. The awareness it's like isn't a, out there. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the thing is, I mean, anyone can. We're the biggest minority out there. Why, why we don't have more of a consortium of individuals that are like, hey, we need to move as a group. Do this. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, we're not the biggest minority. We're not. No, I thought we were. Anything other than white or Caucasian is a minority. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, fine. But I will agree with you in the fact that we have enough numbers to push and move. Right. Right. We We do. We can make a move. But the problem is we don't have money. 
Yeah, we don't but, have, but we with don't technology, have, we don't need. We don't have billionaire company, companies worth billions of dollars that have an interest in what happens with us. That's why we get champions like pe- some of the people in office that have disabilities. Yeah, like this podcast. And this too, yeah. This is this is a way to get our voice out, get that awareness out there. So, okay, before we go down this rabbit hole, yeah, we just went down. We yeah. just went down one. So you got to rein us in. I know, I know. Rein us in, Kenny. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing, how did the addiction occur? What happened to bring you to that point of being addicted? Because each, both of you, had to deal with addiction. Okay. And Sean, I remember you you talking about that. Brittany, why don't you start this off, though? You know, what were the circumstances that brought you to that, where you became addicted? Um, immediately when the when the paramedics moved me, I started screaming because I just felt the most horrible pain in my lower extremities. So um, that was neuropathy. So. Okay. Being having neuropathy is it, it <laughs> man, that's a plant that's a pain that blows me out of the water every time, and it's just it never goes away. And they put me on fentanyl patches and methadone and Percocet, along with a whole bunch of other things like amitriptyline, just all type of things, just that just really just knocked me out. I was so never I- awake. I don't. I, I want. I'm sorry to, because I, I want you to. I think. I think you're skipping over some really, really heavy points right here. So, when you got in your accident, they put you on. Were, were you instantly on narcotics? Yes. Okay. What narcotics? Fentanyl, okay. the patch, and methadone. So you didn't get IV. Oh, so you got all that. Yeah, I got I got all of that when I went to the hospital. They they had me on Dilaudid. Yep. And um, I'm a Demerol guy, but you're yeah. Yeah. They don't do that much anymore. No, and um, I like the Dilaudid because for me, I could be awake somewhat on that, but. Yeah, I'm I'm so a barely a uh, hundred pounds in to be on all of that. Right. So you went you went from Dilaudid, mm-hmm. right? When you're in the hospital. Okay, mm-hmm. so they have you on Dilaudid along with other medications yes. as well. Correct. So, so what so what other so they had you on a fentanyl patch and giving you Dilaudid shots or was the fentanyl patch after the Dilaudid shots? The fentanyl patch was after the Dilaudid. Right. So they so when you first get get admitted they, they they pumped you with the Dilaudid yeah. until, until your surgeries, until they got you yeah. in a place where they could take you off of the IV yeah. and they put you on a fentanyl patch. Yeah. How long were you on a fentanyl patch? Um, I did the fentanyl patch probably about four or five months because I did the fentanyl patch. Um, I had the methadone, the Percocet, and I would also get a bolus of ketamine. Okay, so all at one time, all at, all at once. The ketamine, I got a bolus every three months. Okay, and then is that through a pump, or did they give that? through? Yeah, that was through the IV. I would go, IV. and they would pump me mm-hmm. with ketamine for yeah. about an hour. Yeah, absolutely. To try to lower the pain mm-hmm. in my legs. Also, help uh, you know it helps helps with uh, psychiatric psychological issues too. I yeah, mean, that's why they give that. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, so um when you were so you were on fentanyl patch, do mm-hmm. you do you remember what what it was? What what the 
with the milligrams? No, I, I don't. No, I don't. So fentanyl patch. So I, I did. Were you taking any baclofen? Yeah, I had baclofen. Okay. So you take it baclofen. What about uh, like so? You said amitriptyline too. Yeah, I had amitriptyline. What about Xanaflex? Any Xanaflex? Um, no, I had stuff like Effexor. Effexor, and Effexor, and Xanaflex are almost the same thing. Paxil and Paxil and Paxil is is a, is a is to help with the uh, Xan the or the the other one that you were taking there. That's a that's for it's SSRI, I believe, right? Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, it it actually it suppresses the emotions. When you were in that situation, right? How did you feel? I mean, when you were when you were when you were at the at the the rip, the highest rip, of all how did you feel? Um, I felt like I was dead. I felt like I wasn't alive. Um, my daughter was starting to walk, and I was missing it. Um, like I said, I was. I was barely awake. My mom would help me chew my food. Oh well. Yeah, this the is medication. This you were still in the hospital, correct? This is after. After? Yeah. So you mm. were home. I was home. So you were home, and where they were giving you boluses at home? Yeah, I would go back up to, because oh, um, wow. I was at the Shepherd Center, so I would go back up to the Shepherd Center and get my bolus of the ketamine every three months. Wow. Really? And the Shepherd Shepherd and Center? That, huh? And that itself was hard. They give yeah. you, um, That's the I closest think I, I ever came to overdose. Yeah, I think I took a Valium. They gave me a Valium, I believe, to try to help me relax, but um, I would hallucinate really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I fentanyl, can only imagine. Fentanyl, the fentanyl and ketamine mix is is a, is a is very hallucinogenic. Yeah. Extremely hallucinogenic, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. not good memories. Did, no. did you have an overdose at any point? Um, No, I didn't. Um. Cause that's, I mean, that's a serious cocktail. Of yeah, stuff. I was on sure. a lot of stuff, yeah. and I'm not that big. And I, before before I even realized that I was starting to need more and more and more and more, mm-hmm. I, I was already tired of being on it. Oh well. Yeah. So you, so you acclimated. Uh, how long did it take you to? Uh, to acclimate to uh to the drugs to where you started to need more um probably around the six month mark okay so so six months post accident yeah yeah how long were you in the hospital um 90 days 60 days yeah 60 days 60 days in Mm -hmm. yeah nowadays that's a long time yeah 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 i mean i mean yeah Back in my day, they used to keep you in for a lot right. longer. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to a rehab hospital afterwards too. So yeah, well, I think Shepherd, I think, is a rehab yeah. hospital. Is it? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It's up there with yeah. Craig and okay. and some of those other hospitals. But when did you finally decide that you wanted to be clean? Um, at the year mark. Um. So that didn't take you long. No, I just you. yeah. I was starting to try to get out on my own and I still had a small child that I had to take care of by myself. She winded up falling off the bed and I barely heard it because I was on the medication. And for me, that was my eye opener. I was done. 
And so I literally stopped it. And I guess I was at risk because I was in, I started to be in even more pain, cramping, sweating. So, so did you stop it on your own? Or yeah. Did, oh, oh, see, you're supposed to I titrate went, off of that I stuff. I went cold turkey oh, and didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Rough. That's so really So then rough. I went to the hospital not knowing what was going on. Feeling like that you I, were dying. I was going through cold the withdrawal sy- yeah. symptoms. and um. Yeah, that's that can be very painful. They wanted to give me. It. Yeah, that's what he it. said. Maybe you can die from what what you really can die from from it i think is more dehydration is that correct from the uh withdrawals i mean it's a combination of a lot of things the body the body goes into a complete shock when you're going through withdrawals so i mean yeah it's a combination of of different things yeah i mean it's so you could that that's a deadly situation yeah yeah wow so then i'm you, so you decided, then you went to the hospital. I mean, how how many days did it take you? I'm going cold turkey. How many days did it take before you went to the hospital? Um, or, About or three hours. days. <laughs> sometimes it's yeah. hours. Yeah. It, it, it took me about three days because sometimes I, I'm real stubborn about going to sure. the hospital. Me so too. To, to, I to was hurting. Co- to take that cocktail off the menu so mm-hmm. quick, though. I, I mean, was hurting. I'm amazed you lasted three days. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It man, it was scary. Did the pain come back right away? Um, my nerve pain? Yeah. It never went away. Anytime I was awake, I felt it. So literally you were just sleeping through the pain. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So where's exactly. your where's your nerve pain exactly? Located? It's in my legs. It's in your Both legs. legs. Yep. Yeah. And there's a tingling, stabbing, burning. What yep, it? it's all of it. It's oh. tingling, stabbing, burning, and then I get a That's shooting tough. pain going up my leg. Feels like somebody's hitting my knee with a bat. Mm-hmm. Has anyone approached you about making it instead of partial per- paralysis to actually just That's a that's a that's a tough one, man. I mean, I, 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 you know, you never know like the things that you can lose. Yeah, I, I don't. No I, kidding. I, I'm sorry to answer that for you. I, I, you know, I'll you mean you making me all the way paralyzed yeah. so that I wouldn't go through the, the pain. pain? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I opted out to do that because I started getting feeling back and movement and oh, nice. um, strength okay. in my and legs. Look. So, and then it's crazy because it's been ten years and I'm still getting more feeling mm-hmm. and yeah. movement back. You know, I've had this since I've had my disability since birth, and I'm still getting new feeling every year. Mm. So something's, so the body is an incredible, incredible, you know, organism, unmatched. Uh, yeah, really, unmatched. And you know, I don't know why I'm getting more feeling, but you know what? I mean, if if this is if this is where you want to go, I wasn't trying to suggest doing it. I was just has this been in your thoughts to try? No. Okay, and you know what? When I was a kid, my mom said to me, "She goes, if you want, we can cut your legs off, because you're gonna have to live with this." Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know, I chose. She didn't say it exactly like that, by the way. She probably did. She, no, she didn't. <laughs> hey, Eric, Eric, what do you want for dinner? By the way, we're cutting your legs off. <laughs> Cole, you got that? It'll no. make you feel better. You know what it's going to do? Save me $50 a month on shows, you know? <laughs> Sorry. No, that's awesome. Just throw, a little, throw a little light on that. Yeah, but mom, I like wearing shoes. <laughs> you never right. use them. Right. <laughs> you just drag them around. And again, what's my theory in life? 
Never trust a man in a wheelchair with dirty shoes. Yeah. You know, my shoes are dirty, too. <laughs> That's why I don't trust you. You probably shouldn't trust me. You probably should trust me. <laughs> you know I do shenanigans when you guys aren't around. I just walk. I just walk around like no big deal. That's what you probably we wheel out of here and then you're like, oh god. Oh, I can get out of this chair. <laughs> oh, I'm so These guys are gone. Yeah, I gotta need to stretch, do some yoga or something. <laughs> so then as far as your recovery goes, right? Um you stayed clean? Any any yeah. any relapses? No. No, you stayed clean. Wow, good you for you. You feel good about it. You clean off everything. I don't take any type of narcotics. The only pill that I do take is gabapentin. Oh, my okay, doctor so makes very me take needed, by the way. Very something needed, which because is very my acceptable. pain levels are so high. Very acceptable. Doesn't want me to stroke out. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stroking out bad. Yeah. Very so. accept- gabapentin is a very acceptable. Lyrica, yeah. gabapentin. Yeah. All but very acceptable. they said they're going to add gabapentin to the controlled substances because list. Because people now. are abusing people. Because if you use enough of it and you mix it with other things, you can get really high. You know what? Yeah. I had somebody accidentally take one I of my gabapentin pills. You're, and you're like he had the to come chemist home over work. here, man. Believe me, man. I'm, I've been getting high. I've been getting high for a long time. So <laughs> maybe we got to get Sean here. So why don't you? I don't. Sh- I mean, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to cut her. No. Okay. Well, let's. Oh, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. Know. No. It, so you're on gabapentin. Yeah, just gabapentin. Okay. It just it doesn't really help. It barely takes the edge off. Makes it just. Just just enough for so you to get I can through go- your day. Yeah. 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 So have you tried any alternative methods at all? And and if so, what have you tried? <laughs> what haven't I tried? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, meditation. Yeah. Meditate. Um, okay. I meditate vigorously. Okay. Now, I got a specific question for this. Be- <laughs> Sean? <laughs> Sean? What the heck? You're killing me, bro. <laughs> she said I meditate vigorously. Vigorously. <laughs> she said vigorously. Um meditating vigorously, so I ne- sorry, we're having a serious yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that totally took me off. Sorry. Bro. So no, that's it's all good. With meditating, um so there are many, many 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 ways to meditate to be um uh, um so I'm I'm curious. Um, what type of meditation do you do? Can you describe that just a little bit and is it helpful for you? Yep. Bef- and I wake up really early in the morning, probably like three, four o'clock in the morning. Is it because you can't sleep or is it because you have to? Um, because I can't sleep. That's, a, that's, okay. that's a problem for us. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you, you take, know. do you take sleep medications? No, I don't take anything but the gabapentin. Now, did you also know that meditation can actually make you sleep less? Mm, nope. Yep, it can. If you're heightening your awareness right before you go to bed, there's kind of like a. Oh ton- no! See, I don't do it before bed. I do it okay. in the morning when I first wake up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll we'll cancel that one out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I just um I go to a quiet place, and for me, mind over matter has been my whole thing. This it's why I'm alive. My mind has pushed me to places I did not know that I could reach. So for me, I feel like even with my pain in my mind, I must go somewhere else for me to deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. while I'm meditating, that's what I do. I just go somewhere else and I visualize myself walking, running. I visualize myself, my, my nerves growing little by little, and I hone in on that. 
you know, there's this meditation I used to do, just the three R's, rest, relax, regenerate. Mm -hmm. And that was, it would always work good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed, you know, it's when you tell your body, you know, there's one thing that I used to tell people when um, they were getting out of bed and and they had a lot of pain is talk to your body. Say, Mm -hmm. okay, body, it's time to get up. We're going to move. I want you to be prepared to do this. And I I worked with some people who had chronic pain that um, it actually helped them Mm. because their body actually was prepared to move. Mm. It's kind of like a time delay sort of thing. I do something like that, but I try to psych myself out of the pain. So when I'm going through an extreme pain spasm, I'll tell myself it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt, it's not that bad. And I feel like it it leaves it somehow. What's the worst, right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Because that is, I mean, that's how I sometimes think Mm -hmm. about it, right? I'm just in severe pain, and I'm like, it's just pain. What's the worst that can happen, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a couple things about pain that I know. Um, if your mind anticipates pain, it can actually make the pain worse. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I know about pain. That's a, that's a 100% fact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely. Studies 100%. have been done. It's, 100%. This oh, is, yeah. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm putting on my professional hat when I say yeah. that. Um, the other thing um, that I know about pain is. What was that? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Late at night, been uh, up all day. Yeah. Um, I, what you just said for pain for me, I mean, late at night, I mean, by by time evening hits, pain for me is 10 <laughs> times worse oh, than what it was. Oh, mm-hmm. so I, I, During no, the day. I accidentally went there, but what I was trying to say is this. So John Kabat-Zinn, um, he is the Western yoga meditation person guru in clinical settings right now and he's been around for a little while he used to work at uh, boston massachusetts uh, uh hospital i forget what the name of it is but anyways they'd send people who had chronic pain to him and his whole meditation routine uh mindfulness meditation was instead of pushing pain away which is our which is something that we naturally do. We're like, we're going to push this away. This is going to exist over here on this island. And it'll be there, but I'm going to exist over here because I need to be free of this for a while, okay? One of the things he would do is he would say, okay, instead of doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to embrace it. And, and you actually might feel more pain when you embrace it, but what the mind does is the mind will start to adjust around that scenario because your mind will actually map it out. And then your mind will map out around the pain. Mm. And then eventually it'll start working to where you may have less pain. Now, he had about a 40% success rate with that, which is actually pretty high. Um, Not everyone was able to benefit, but 40%. And I mean, we're talking people who, you know... I wish I was part of that 40%. Well, you know what? And we, you know, maybe... You know? Yeah, you know, and, and... you know, I'm not saying that it would work, but it's it's sure. just this is this is something that they do have a lot of research behind. But I don't know that they look at some of this chronic pain that is going on, you know. So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. I, You know what I want to say? I, I think I, I want to ask you this question before I assume because it's not good to assume. So you never abused what you consider abused or what 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 anybody would consider abused the pain meds that you that you got 
I did. I was taking more than um, than what was prescribed. I felt like what I was getting, it started to work less and less. Sure. And then I started to go to the hospitals wanting to get the Dilaudid shot. Sure. And then, you know, that was just way too much. And it becomes, it becomes yeah. a cycle, right? Yeah, it does. So in your process of being clean, um, w- what are some of the tools that you use to to make sure that, I mean, because obviously what you said, you live, you live in tremendous pain every day, mm-hmm. like myself. What are some of the tools that you use to say, man, you know, because it's so, it would be so easy just to take a pill or, or go or go to the hospital and get a shot, right? I, I mean, literally will get mad if I have to take any type of pain medication when I whenever I go to the hospital because my greatest inspiration I look at and take care of every single day. So my constant reminder is my daughter. So getting her up and dressed, I don't think about taking any pills or even wanting to because I know that I'm just I'm I'm living for me and living, you know, for her. So, so um, that's inspiring. Good that's that's, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, that's Good inspiring. I like that. That's that's really that's really Good neat. For you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. What else besides the meditation then? I meditate. Um, I've done acupuncture a couple of times. Um, what I just like to do is I like to do other things that will distract me from my pain. Even when I'm in like the worst pain when it's raining and storming, I like to go out and go shopping because it gets me distracted from just sitting in the house, sitting in pain. And by the time I do that, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I got a guy who, um, you know, you have, I got a guy, I got a guy. Um, there's acupuncturist and then there's this guy. Mm. He's that good. Um, he's here in Phoenix, uh, Jose Montoya. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took me a while for my friend to get me to go, but I'm telling you, this guy is phenomenal. Mm. He's he's really hooked in, and really does a great job with what he does. And I've had some interesting things happen with my legs. Um, I he's affordable, mm. and I mean, this guy's just he's a he's just a good guy. Mm. He's just a really good guy. I would refer anyone to this guy. I really would. He's really that good. Um, so if you want, I can give you this information after oh, we, yeah. after we're done with the show. And if, if anyone listening to this wants to look him up, it's just Jose Montoya. Um, he's over. I'm, he's, let's uh, get him in. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I, I plan on getting let's him get in. Let's get him in. Yeah. By the way, Brittany, thank you so much for being honest about this, this stuff. I mean, this stuff's not easy to talk about. No, it's stuff. not. And no. I, I don't really remember talking about it much to friends and family, but. Once it, you can get it out and get it out there, it feels pretty good. And you just hope that, you know, somebody re- will receive the positive and the optimistic message that I'm trying to send. Absolutely. Well, you know, one thing to realize, too, I mean, the medical standard here is to give you this medication. Mm-hmm. OK, that is the medical standard. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like you went out of your way to really be put into this position. Right. You were put into this position and then it, because it only takes a week to get addicted. Right. It, it really does. And so, some 15 seconds for me to get addicted. Yeah. Right. And, and 
you know, if you don't have an addictive personality, mm -hmm. then yeah, it, neurologically in a week, you could. Yeah. You know, because your body, your body wants be it. addicted, but not your mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then you got some people whose minds actually are an addictive addictive personality as well mm -hmm. so that becomes a double dose right there mm -hmm. right um on that note well, on that note we we are well past an hour yeah yeah do we want to just pull apart two on this you know we should Brittany. would you be willing to come in for yeah. another another episode with Definitely. us and we'll talk a little we'll bit more about pull some stuff. part two the uh, to be continued action okay yeah let's do that let's uh to be continued it and uh because I don't want to get into mine. Mine's going to take longer than 10 minutes for sure. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was only going to take five to tell you the truth, but I, I guess I guess that's not going to happen. Yeah. Wrap well, it up. Well, 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 well past five minutes. I thought you yeah. were just going to be like, yeah, that happened and I did this and then I'm done. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think I, th I think we should just just pull apart too i think i think we should make this an ongoing thing that we do and we find people who have this kind of struggle and this kind of issues in their lives I and mean, because this it, 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 we're in a state of epidemic right now right mm -hmm. and, but we're also in still in the state of of the opiate epidemic mm. well, oh it yeah never left well it's still here it's still full effect there's people using all day, mm -hmm. every day. There's people buying off the streets. There's people mm -hmm. doing everything. I mean, it is full on, mm -hmm. 100%, 100% still there. So one of the comments I wanted to make on this, one of the reasons why we, like um, our organization, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. <laughs> what was that again? The Arizona Spinal, Spinal Cord the Spinal Injury. Cord? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. Yes, it's a mouthful. Which you can reach at azspinal.org. That's right. Um, we actually got a grant from the state, and we're working with the state because there is not a full spectrum of care. So normally if someone has an addiction to an opiate, they would have access to treatment, inpatient, outpatient. They would have all these different things available to them and i can tell you this is a national issue this is not just a state issue where if a person has a high level disability that requires skilled nursing or or um or a caregiver you know a lot almost all the rehab places are saying nope we can't do it mm. or they're not accessible or you know there's there's not a ton of regulations going on there or the conversation hasn't been changed so one of the things we're doing here at the organization which is we're changing the conversation is what we're doing we're changing the way people are looking at people with high level disabilities and it's really it's really something that's needed mm -hmm. because you shouldn't have to do this alone you shouldn't have to feel like you're all by yourself fighting the world just to recuperate from something that you were put into. Right. You know, and, and it's an issue. It's a it's a very big issue. And so we are making we are making some some progress there and we do have some resources on our website. So check us out at azspinal.org. Brittany, I have a question. When you were trying to quit or get off of the narcotics, do you feel like your doctors were supportive of that? No. Or they weren't no, okay. my doctors still aren't kind of, they're still not supportive of me not being on it. 
Um, I actually just went through the whole thing of going to pain management and trying to figure out if there was something new that I could be on. And basically, I've been on everything, including different, you know, things that you can have to wear the pumps and stuff like that. So, um, no, when I went to the hospital, they wanted to give me Percocet to try to help wean me off. But um, I refused that. And even now, my doctor still is like, are you sure you don't want any pain medicine? No, I, I'm stating this because I tried it today with someone I work with that has don't sell us. back pain. You're going to sell us on something right now. I'm going to sell you on something. Just so everybody knows, this is an ad. <laughs> this has now become an ad, I'm people. just kidding. I'm yes, this is Eric Kenning. I'm coming to you live with the Alpha Stim-M product. <laughs> it's there out there for you guys. Now, this thing is wonderful. It's an electrostimulus product that you can use to help alleviate pain and help you feel better. So I uh, used to use one. I actually used to use one. Did you? Many years ago. Um, now I bet you they're fantastic. I haven't used one in years. I tried one. Uh, I tried it today. It was interesting. I use I used one many years ago, and to be honest with you, if you I used to put them on. I used to put the pads on. Right. The the pain spots, um, and then turn it on really low, and then go and then wear it when I slept all night. Mm-hmm. Did and, Did you uh, notice anything? A ton. It was uh, yeah. It really, was, it helped. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could have it could have been that, or it could have been the oxy thirties that I was snorting every morning at seven in the morning. Oh, <laughs> no, no, you know, right. I mean, who really knows? <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you to be honest with I I I do believe in those. I do believe that a lot of the pain that we have um, is from lack of use of the muscles and the atrophy of right. the muscles that we have. Well, right, that I, we're not. Using. I think it actually gets programmed. Too, kind yeah. of, kind of our n- neurologically, because like I've been meditating for a long time, and I can tell you, I do not respond neurologically um, the same way as I did when I did not meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, I know things are different. In yeah. fact, uh, I went. There was an experiment they were doing it uh, for physical therapy experiment on startle response, and they did it at ASU at the physical therapy department, and it was interesting because most people, when they would be startled, their whole you know, they would measure this global response across the body. And I've been meditating a long time and I did not have global response. I had isolated responses. So it was very different. Mm. And I could identify those isolated responses. Sean, what the heck? What? You're going to say something. I can just see it on your face, no, I'm man. Not. Go ahead, finish. I mean, he's smiling, people. <laughs> so I know some <laughs> shenanigans are coming my way. So anyway. No, I didn't. Um, I, look, you. No, that's all I, on you, right there. I, I can only imagine. That's all on I can you. only I didn't imagine. say a word. All I did. Was you don't have anything. to anymore, man. I know. I didn't say a word. That one was on you, there, bud. So one of the things that I was getting to is, you, we might want to try this. You know, it's just it's worth uh, a shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing is, so I just started is, acupuncture. I was telling him earlier. Yeah. I was telling him earlier. Uh, the nurse who works for me does acupuncture. She gave me one of the electrical stem acupuncture pens, and I just started using it. And um, I I'm using it a little bit differently. Um, I'm using it to uh, stimulate bowel things to stimulate the bowel program and make make sure that my bowel program is is even and on the same time every day but uh, uh, 
you can use it for so many things. Right. Right? I mean, oh, don't do that. <laughs> That's full Sorry, pa. talking about your bowel made me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> She's falling yeah. asleep. <laughs> to your bowel story. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I think I think that probably about wraps it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're losing people here. No. Um, oh. I have one more question for you here. Do you use cannabis at all? Yeah. Okay. Is Wait, how, how does it work for you? Um, it doesn't really work a hundred percent. It's like you have to really, really know what you're doing and really know what you're getting. So just regular stuff doesn't really help. Usually, trying to get some type of concentrate or really strong edible. Spent like seventy five dollars on a chocolate bar, and that really helped. That's an expensive chocolate bar. <laughs> Holy cow! And, and I mean, <laughs> it helped. <laughs> Now, do you get this? Do you get the kind that affects the body the most? Yes, like the body. Yeah, the body usually try to yeah. ask for stuff that they would recommend for the cancer patients that are in a lot of pain and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually try to get that stuff. So I, I tried one of those very expensive edibles, mm-hmm. and um, it was it, it was an indica, mm-hmm. which I pr- which I prefer. I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, because we have body pains. We need we have that. All of them. Yeah. We're not just, uh, you know, we're not trying. And and again, I only sm- usually only smoke at night mm-hmm. or whatever. But I took one of those, and I tell you where, you know, it was Viagra 2.0. <laughs> really? I swear to God. I, and, it, and the worst part about it was I was in a car riding home from Vegas, <laughs> and my mom was in the front <laughs> seat. <laughs> And so the whole time I'm like, holy goodness, what is going on right now? <laughs> Absolutely terrible experience for me. It hits you, you in know waves I, too. You know I love telling everybody my terrible experiences <laughs> in life. I think they get a chuckle out of them. But I tell oh you, anybody out there who's having issues, mm-hmm. maybe right, high high level concentrate edibles mm-hmm. for me, full sale. Really? Yeah. So that it works for you. Full sale. All right. Now, <laughs> now, just to reinstate, <laughs> just to move uh, off that subject. The, the, <laughs> no, these these two people, they do have their medical marijuana cards yes. here in Arizona. Yeah, yeah they're I'm completely sure. legal. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do. Too. I would imagine you guys got to. We're pretty legal. easy to get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I, is. I, I mean, think really, your daughter could probably get one if she went back <laughs> to referral. If she was in Cali, she wouldn't <laughs> need one. <laughs> Yeah, right. Or Vegas, for that matter. Yeah, Vegas is where I just got back from. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas just closed down, by the way. Yeah, I brought mine back from there. Can you imagine the amount of money they are losing Mm -hmm. per hour? But guess who does not feel bad for them? Yeah, I don't. This guy. Yeah. And people that can't hear or see, they can hear, but they can't see. I'm pointing at myself. This guy (laughs) doesn't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad at all for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yep. know, I mean, because you know who I feel bad for are the people who are working the service industry. The, guy, oh, the yeah. people who the people who cannot afford to not go to work one night and make fifty to sixty to a hundred dollars yep. to pay the rent. What are they that doing? Night off tips. What are you gonna do for them? Yeah. Somebody's gotta step up. And if anybody's listening to this, I know there's a couple of city councilmen that listen. If you're listening, you gotta Please help them. Please yep. do something. Yep. Please push something forward because if you're going to mandatory or or even say we have to not be there or close things down or all these things, now you're saying 
that people can't earn an income. Yeah, people are gonna go bankrupt. And that, I mean, and that's and and that's just not fair. Yeah, that's not just, fair. It's a mm-hmm. nightmare. It's a it's just a nightmare. You know. So, well, on that note, on that note, <laughs> um, everyone, you know. First of all, Brittany, I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, so you for coming on Thanks the show. Thanks for inviting me. You, you're bearing your heart. You answered our questions. You're willing to come back again. Mm-hmm. Now, if you th- if you go away tonight and you think about it, and you're like, oh, God, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> you know, let me know. But as far as I'm concerned, you need to come back. We need yeah. to talk about this more. You know what? I'm an open book. If it helps bring more awareness, if it helps somebody in the communi- community, you know, I'm in the right place. So, Well, you know, if th- I mean, the thing is, Everyone who gets an injury, they're going to go along mm-hmm. somewhat of this curve. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. just going to happen. So. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, I tell you what, it's time to wrap this up. Uh, I've, I apologize, Nina. We're not going to be doing uh, comments today, but That's maybe okay. we'll catch them next time. Yeah. I just wanted to um, tell you, Brittany, we got to have you back, even besides the opiate stuff, just for a female perspective, because we have a lot of testosterone in this room usually. What? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Eric doesn't have testosterone. Well, <laughs> you, you have enough to go around for everybody. So, But yeah, we definitely need a, a woman's perspective for a lot of the things that we talk about. And I think it'll be great to have you on again, even just besides the opiate stuff. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. We will. We'll, we'll get Amen. you on. Ten years in the game. I got a little knowledge. Ten years in the game. <laughs> yep, yep. Ten years. That, hey, look, you're a vet. You're earning vet pay. I know. A decade. That's vet pay. Woo. You know, you know what we Vince should do? Vince Carter style. <laughs> vet pay, right? We should Making may, that Maybe 2. we should 4. do an all-female podcast. What are me and you gonna do? We'll just watch. Uh, you can work yeah, for maybe, us. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm you can it, work though. for us. It, we'll was, find an I- it was an idea. Do. Look, every idea is a good idea. Oh yeah. You know, right. This is how you execute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, maybe what we do is we get you know we get like three women on mics and, and and Sean there. Ah, I'm C- good. Could you manage that? That, <laughs> much, that much estrogen with me is like Sean, 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 Sean. Listen, shut your mouth. Listen, listen, shut listen. your <laughs> mouth. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Do me. You be shushing me the whole time. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. But look, we do appreciate it, and we appreciate everybody who listens. Again. If you would do us a huge favor and just hit subscribe, hit like, hit comment, send us any questions. Look, Brittany's willing to answer questions. You see this on the YouTube, send questions. We'll send them over to Brittany. She'll answer any questions you got. Oh, yeah. Episode two, I'll talk about my story. We'll get into it. Look, I mean, it took... This is a big deal. It, is, it's a, a huge more deal. Than, more, than one, huge. more than one episode deal. You know oh, I mean? yeah. We're going to be and doing this I for a while. I wanted to 100% give you your due, your time to be able to tell your story because your story is very important. And your story, yep. it, it could touch a lot, a lot of people. Yep. Absolutely. And that's good. Thank you for coming in. Yep. We appreciate it. Eric, we always appreciate you working the board over there, handling business. Woo-hoo. Nina, sorry we couldn't get to the questions, but we appreciate your questions that you asked. Brittany Johnson, everybody. Miss Congeniality 2020. Woo! Fantastic. Fantastic. She's doing great things out here. She's being she's being a productive member of society and being fantastic in the process. Um 
You can find us on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes at azspinal.org forward slash podcast. You can call Eric at 602-507-4209, azspinal.org. And guess what? Until next week, just keep